My name is Xavier. I'm Allison. And welcome to Housewives Theory. Welcome back to Housewives Theory. Wow, second (laughs) run. We're in season two, honey. We are in season (laughs) two, honey. Wow. Somehow. Somehow. Well, guys, looks like it's time for a segment that I frankly didn't want to start off, but here we are, and it's called I Said What I Said. And what she said was some bullshit. (laughs) I'm so mad I'm the first one to make a mistake. (laughs) When it's right, it's right. Uh, And when it's wrong, it's it's quite wrong. So here we go. And wrong she was. So what had happened was I had... What happened was... What had happened was I was on my second martini when I watched... (laughs) Much like Joe, the scene with Joe and Slade when I thought she was like, are you being a pissy? And guys, I was wrong. She absolutely said, why are you so pissy? (laughs) The way my mouth dropped open. Yes, because I thought that I had bested Xavier. And this rarely happens in remembering like a housewife quote. When in reality, I had just made a fool of myself. So everyone, she didn't call Slade a pussy. I really just projected that in my buzzed haze. I mean, your version's pretty great, too. It's much funnier, frankly. (laughs) But she did say pissy. And I remember that was such a huge phrase back then. And don't bring pissy back. I hate that phrase that's oh, those are my God. final thoughts on that moment so that was my little corrections corner deepest apologies to everyone but also i don't feel bad ask me if i'm living <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so smug okay y'all back to season two ally what are your thoughts it felt like a very different series this time it around. kind of did yeah and you know this you know season one was chosen six and Season two aired from January of 2007 to March 2007. It's like a little two-month run. Mm -hmm. And it did feel different. Yes. It did feel different. But we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. Let's start with taglines. Oh, God, I love taglines. I'll start. Do you you love taglines? Yes. (laughs) All right, I'll start. Lori, I was poor. I was rich. I was poor again. And you know what? Having money is easier. Gina. I have always wanted things. I crave money. <laughs> Not the giggle. Joe, I deserve only the best. I'm worth it. Vicky, here's to not being fake. <laughs> <laughs> here's to getting right to the point. Um, Tammy, I don't let my kids or my exes drive me crazy. And those are the taglines. And those are the taglines. And it's worth noting that Joe was center orange. Okay, how are we feeling about the taglines? I liked the taglines. I have to say, like I said, I have this romantic view of these taglines. Now that I've endured these, what I perceive to be terrible housewives taglines, as I said last episode, I'm like, I kind of miss these sort of shitty off-the-cuff ones. I don't think that producers were writing these for them, I don't think. And they changed it up a little bit, too, because it was clearly stuff the women had said throughout the season, but I think they had them re-record it. Which I appreciated. Yes. And I loved that... They weren't trying to be witty. I must emphasize again, I know that they're not technically good. It's just, it's like a Hallmark movie in a tagline. I love it so much. I know exactly what I'm getting. It's exactly each person's personality. Who was your favorite? (sighs) Um, That's really hard because I actually really liked a lot of them. I know exactly who my favorite was. Gina? My favorite favorite was Lori. Oh my gosh. Okay. You Aren't made you me shocked? okay. I have to Aren't say you too. Shocked? I'm glad you did that because I was feeling insecure about all the Lori hate <laughs> that I got last episode. I was dragged, drag me, Monique. I was absolutely dragged for my love of Lori. It was As between Lori been. and Gina for me because they were both brutally honest and had to do with money, which is my sweet spot. I loved Lori's. Like I think it starts off stronger than it finishes, but like that cadence of "I was poor, I was rich, I was poor again." I was like, "Yeah, you were. We saw it." 
We saw. We went through it with you. And you know, for some reason, I always remember her saying, "Having money is just easier." Which it's literally mm-hmm. just the cadence she says it. She doesn't say the word "just." Delivery, though. Yes, it's what sticks with you. Honestly, that's probably why I love this tagline. Is she delivered it well? She's a simple girl, and she delivered it simply. And she has made it clear what she's always wanted, and she got what she wanted. And I love that. That's all in this tagline. You know what's funny is my least favorite as I was watching the season was Vicky's, but as I recited it, I like. <laughs> there was something about reciting it that did like bring an energy out right, of me right but it's still my least favorite you like tammy's more than you like vicky's i don't love i don't love either of them okay but vicky's it just, i felt like there should have been more okay you know, it just ended so abruptly for me so yeah she was my least favorite yours was tammy's i can imagine her pulling a me and over talking and the producer were like just cut it off there just cut it off there <laughs> we, we, we need we, her to get out the building we got it vic yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was dawn from the hall yes 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 <laughs> You're always at the Bravo offices, Vic. <laughs> you never come home. You never Vic. come home, Vic. That was literally what I was referencing. Sorry. For those of you who didn't understand that, you should just turn this off. It's fine. Um, you, you're in the wrong place. This um, isn't your space. This is not. Your but we welcome everyone. We welcome everyone. I'm but like, kidding. you know, the door is there. I'm absolutely kidding. So um, Tammy's was your least favorite. Tammy's was my least favorite. Um, That's fair. Because I thought it was. Well, we'll get into that with her character. But it was Let's... very indicative of the type of person that she was in the show, and it just pissed me off. So. That's fair. I respect that. Yeah. So, you know, second season, it's a new world. Yes. The game. The game. Was there any? (laughs) As we sort of mentioned last episode, Mm -hmm. these earlier seasons are not going to have a lot of game or rivalries or story arcs. And that's okay because we enjoy a little documentary or it might even seem like a mockumentary at times. At times. Yes. You know, the early seasons are certainly like the women off on their own living their lives. Yes. I think we had like two group events this season, Mm -hmm. maybe. And and so it's like really just like what they are going through personally. So it like leaves little room for game. Right. I feel like if I think about game for season two of OC, what comes to mind, it's not really game, but like obviously the dynamic between Joe and Lori a little bit sticks out to me. But that's really the biggest thing, I think. I think that Joe had something as well. And I'm sorry to mention the reunion in the very first five minutes of this episode. (laughs) But for me, I think that Tammy sort of had this overarching theme throughout this episode where she just wasn't being respected or heard and I think you know we're going to get into the Shane thing we're going to get into her being disrespected by Gina's son because Gina doesn't know how to parent her oldest son and to me when she stood up for herself during the reunion and was like I thought that was disrespectful and a form of abuse and then Joe was like that's just how guys talk I was like why didn't we see this all season like why did we have to listen to Lori being like slaves lying to you all season you know (laughs) I don't think he's telling me the truth I don't know it just just to me, I agree. The biggest thing was sort of the overly manufactured like Joe and Lori thing because Joe was so desperate to find a reason to break up with Slate on camera. I mean, mentally, she was already broken up with him. But I think on camera, she just wanted to not look like an asshole. So she was like, I need to find a reason. Yes. Yes. that I have a lot of Joe thoughts. Okay. Cool. And I think we should get into them when we get to Joe. Yeah. But first... You know... Everybody from last season came back, yes. except for Kimberly. Yes. And I forgot that we get a little Kimberly cameo, though. Yeah, like, I had, so when I was watching the premiere, I was like, oh my gosh, Kimberly. Right. And I was like, so glad that we kind of at least got that send off. Right. Because nowadays, we rarely get that if a housewife leaves 
in between seasons. Right. It's usually just abrupt and you have to read it through some shitty blog or, you know, you just like talk to your friend like, oh, they just didn't come back. I kind of like that we had that. And it made me wish that we had that for other housewives. I know. Because, you know, what's so funny is even in that one scene, what I loved about Kimberly in her first season, it was still present. Like, I still felt things. Mm -hmm. Like when she's talking about moving to Chicago and she mentioned that her son is running around saying we have to move because I have moles. I was like, oh, baby. Should we get into what I found out? Okay, so something you should know about Allison and I is, <laughs> for me, I don't know why, but when it comes to stuff that doesn't necessarily happen on the show, I, like, don't know about it. Like, I don't go down rabbit holes for, like, certain things, but I do with other things that do not matter. Like, I can tell you what the episode title was for whatever episode we're talking. You know what I mean? Like, and I could never do that. <laughs> exactly. Strengths but and Allison weaknesses. always has the tea. So, yes, I think you should say it. And something you should know about me is that all I care about is the truth. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all alleged. Try to make all myself alleged. seem all alleged. like I'm some. Yeah, this really is all alleged, obviously. Um, you know, for the four people that are listening to us, this is all alleged. Um, <laughs> hi, Mom. Um <laughs> But no, there was something in an Orange County newspaper about Kimberly and her husband being involved in an altercation at an Orange County party. God, I wish there were cameras there mm. where someone had insulted. We need Andy Ki- and a camera. We need Andy. Give me- <laughs> I need Andy and a camera. God, Andy wouldn't have even been there at that time because it would have been at the end of season one, I think. And I think that's part of the reason why she wasn't there for the reunion. Mm-hmm. But I believe someone threw a drink on Kimberly and sort of insulted her. And her husband got really upset and was verbally like harassing this woman and even physically assaulted her you can look it up online so I'm like is that the reason why they left town so fast because I mean if you're rich you can sort of buy your way out of anything and I don't at all think that Kimberly wasn't telling the truth about the moles and the cancer sorry I should have said the cancer not the moles and I had never heard this story mind you I'd seen OC for years I had never heard the story until Allie brought it to me and I was like what I know it's called insomnia babe Um, (laughs) but no to me it was insomnia is my midnight chocolate chip cookies but we all have our vices (laughs) Midnight chocolate chip cookies and just talking about episode titles and knowing episode lengths and things Allison would never know. But no, I I just think that that was interesting. And I had such a romantic sort of view of Kimberly and I was like, it's so sad she had to leave. And now I'm like, did she have to leave? You know, I don't know. But anyway, we don't don't know. That's the thing. It's like, we don't know. She still has a hold on us. We're talking about her in the season she wasn't even in. So there you go. Wow, that's power. Okay. Okay. So replacing Kimberly was Tammy. Big shoes to fill. Big Big shoes. Big flip flops to to fill. Big, ugly flip-flops. The things I could say, <laughs> but I won't. Tammy. Tammy. Okay. Knickerbocker. We can't just say What'd Tammy. What'd you call me? I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Do we have an HR department? <laughs> okay, I make jokes like that all the time. <laughs> I love them. They're great. They don't upset or annoy me at all. <laughs> Allison was like, if you do it on the podcast. And I was like, I can't promise I won't. Anywho. You got it out. I did get it out. I feel better. Do you feel better? Great. Um, Moving on. Yeah, I feel uh, great, obviously. <laughs> um, but I think that there's, you can't just say Tammy. A lot of the times, like Tammy Tam- Knickerbocker. That is a name. That honey. is a name. That is a name. Okay. How do we feel about Tammy? I feel like you have thoughts. So I'm going to let you go first with her. Tammy is the housewife with one of the richest stories. Yeah. She has such an incredible, like, depth of Orange County sort of experiences. She has been there and back again. She's not only... Yeah, okay. She's the gates. She I is, mean, yes. she is the gate. That's pretty 
entrenched. Yes, 100%. And I think that I loved getting to see her kids, her kids on the other side of wealth, her kids being thrust into like fame when clearly they are so over Kodo because Kodo has sort of rejected them again and again. Her weird relationship with Duff, which we'll get into. I mean, her looking for love and it's, you know, but still living sort of in the shadow of this divorce. But, you know, she's her own woman and dealing with her kids, aka just not dealing with her kids. And I think for me, the biggest thing with Tammy I just felt like she had such an incredible story and so much to say and she never said it. And yeah. she was so guarded the whole time and she never relaxed. And I think that's part of her shit. You know, like rarely did we see her in any true moments of anger, or true moments of frustration or happiness or anything. Everything was very much like, I know the camera is there. And I understand that not everybody's going to be as like careless in front of the camera as say a Vicky Gumbelson. But <laughs> listen, we can't we all love be Victoria Gumbelson. No, we can't all be Victoria <laughs> Gumbelson. But like one of the things that I love about Vicky is that there's only one Vicky and there are many Tammies. Sorry. It's very frustrating. The thing that I love the best about Tammy is Lindsay. I love Lindsay. Lindsay Lindsay was a standout for me too. Oh my God. I enjoyed Lindsay was kind of the breath of fresh air in that family. You know what's funny is you say there are multiple Tammies. Something that I literally thought of as I was watching Tammy is I was like, oh, this is a Lori 2.0. We've already already seen this story. Like we've seen the riches to rags. And Tammy was kind of giving that again, Mm -hmm. which was very much what Lori went through last season. But unlike Lori, I did feel like, you know, it's interesting, and this might be more of a Lori conversation, so we'll talk about it more when we get there. But I did feel like there was a vulnerability, at least in the beginning to Tammy, that was interesting to me, like particularly when she's going through the house. Yes, I agree with that. she kind of has that emotional moment. And I was like, oh, like I was really on board for who this woman could be in the show. But then after that, that had happened and she was embarrassed about it because, you know, being in front of the cameras, it's a whole, it's like the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. I think she put a guard up and we never really got to see into who she was I agree with that a lot or maybe and I maybe that's the reason I was so frustrated with her because we started out with her like in tears at her flooded house talking about the life she used to have how her daughters are sort of out of control she doesn't have any control of her life she's got this young son this weird relationship with Dove she's kind of floating around she's so beautiful so lost and it's like I was like oh this is gonna be she's gorgeous yeah she is a gorgeous person but I was so frustrated I was like just relax like you have more story than all these women combined and you know she never gave it we'd to us never and I was upset. exactly no. we would never know like no. she disappeared if she were on a current season of housewives she would be a friend of at best at best or she'd be cut out completely yeah you know like i don't know but Lindsay, she kept us fed. Lindsay <laughs> kept us fed. Lindsay is deep. Lindsay, like, and she's just so funny and yeah. like A would have never told you she was 17. I would have been like, she's 25. <laughs> Yes. Like she read is so much older yes. to me. And I don't know if that's indicative of maybe her having to grow up fast yeah. because of the stuff that they went through. But I loved Lindsay. Megan, you know, I didn't connect with Megan. There was something about Megan that was like, I don't know, that I just did not connect with in the ways that I did with Lindsay. Megan was chaos in a not fun way. Where yeah. I, chaos where I'm like, I have to go. It was so nice to meet you. <laughs> I don't need to like sit and chat with you because you know she's going to say some weird shit in her second drink. Like, yeah. she's. I, You're like no thank you where's where's your sister no thank you where's your sister and you shouldn't be breeding pit bulls but it's fine that adopt a whole a whole other thing you know who got more story than tammy loki duff (laughs) 
like Duff Loki had a whole arc, honey. To, like, was Duff the housewife? He went, we saw him at Vicky's. We've seen both Gina and Vicky kiss him on the lips. And I was like, everyone's trying to get them a slice of the Duff except Tammy. He's not ugly. He's I d- definitely cute. You he's know, cute. like he, okay, I'm not going to say that, but he's not he's ugly. Like, I'm not saying he's hot, but yeah. like you could, I could see how someone would be attracted to him. Absolutely. Yeah. He's got that Canadian energy of like, everything's chill, man. Let's just not go. Not the Canadian energy. Yeah. Not him saying when talking about Miss Canada, I swam across the Detroit River for a green card too. <laughs> I, I didn't like, want to laugh. I was like, duh. I was. I didn't want to laugh, but I did. It was the swimming motion. I mean, he really committed to that joke. It was the swimming motion. It was the fact that he was from Canada. Also, and, and this season was also the season of like inappropriate comments. Oh yeah, which we oh. will dive into. But like left and right, I was like, oh, we were really settling into Orange County in 2007. So nice to okay. meet you, casual homophobia. Ooh. So nice to meet you, sexism. So nice to meet racism. you, racism. Just at our, at, our, at our door and yours. At <laughs> Nobody invited them. <laughs> Anywho, but yeah. Duff. Duff. Like, and that relationship, him so clearly wanting to be with this woman who like didn't even want to be at the same party as him. Yes, it quite was, literally. It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. And I think that Duff, there were so many times I wanted to like him because again, I forgot about sort of the reveal in the reunion that Tammy said about Duff. But for those who don't know, Duff and Tammy were together for 10 years. They had a child together who was four at the time of the season filming. I forgot the child's name. And um, Riley, yes, Riley. sorry, Riley. How could I forget? I said that name 800 times. But Duff so badly wants to be with Tammy who broke up with him because she just wanted to find and do other things and be a new person which like good for you you know what you want he's still very involved in Riley's life and he also is involved in Lindsay and Megan's life as well because he sort of raised them in a way because, which was very sweet to yeah. see in action like when Lindsay kind of got into the car accident and mm-hmm. he talked with her on the do phone do you want I, me to come too I was yeah. very endeared I was very endeared I was too but he sort of bullied in a way Tammy and I couldn't tell if it was because Tammy she was making him look like the bad guy or whatever even though she looked like the bad guy this season but saying like you broke our contract and like showing old pictures of them and being like I love your whole single mom thing like you choose to be single of course in that moment I was like damn Tammy you are choosing to be single but it's like why am I putting it on this person like you have to be attracted to this man because you had a child with him and because he was with you during a time in your life and Duff the biggest thing for me that I completely forgot was the reunion when Tammy was like, I asked Duff if we could get married because I want a commitment and Duff would not give it to me. Exactly. And then two years later, when he realized like, I'm really not going to stay with him, he was like, just kidding. I want commitment. And I had moved on. And you know what? It, Good for you, Tammy Knickerbocker. Good for you. It's a classic case of like, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yes. And Tammy was like, I value myself more in this yeah. moment. And then he like, obviously regretted it. Totally. So it's on Duff. It's, it's on, Duff. on Duff. Duff working at Koto Insurance. That's something that I don't really know what to say about it other than it made me laugh every time. <laughs> like, yes, agreed. And him dealing with Vicky, there's no world in which those two energies matched, but it worked. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. But like kind of Duff has similar energy to Lori in a way. Yes. It's like they both have very calm energies to Vicky's kind of chaoticness. Vacant so is the it, word you're looking it, for. But <laughs> not vacant, honey. I'm going to stick with calm, but yes. <laughs> okay. Enough about Tammy. Enough about Tammy and Duff. <laughs> Let's talk about Lori. Let's talk about Lori now. Let's talk about Lori. Don't cut this because it's a jingle. <laughs> Lori. Okay. Shall I go first? or do you- Actually, honey. I have some things to say. Okay. I'm ready. 
So for Lori, what I want to say is when it comes to Tammy and like that emotion she showed us in her house, I realized I was like, has Lori ever broken down on camera? Has she ever let us in in that way? And I suddenly was like, I think that's why I didn't like her last mm. season because I couldn't like connect with her. Like I knew she was going through all of this traumatic stuff, but like she never really let us in, which is a huge problem I had with her. And for those of you who remember Lori, you know that she was the OG riches to rags. And then circus season two, she is, as her tagline kind of says, she was poor, she was rich, she was poor. And now she's rich again because she has met Mr. George. Honey. Living in a damn fairy tale. A fairy tale literally starts the season out on a boat, honey. Like mm -hmm. we are on a boat. We are, and it's just like coming into the season and her life completely being like a 180 from where we saw her last year was wild yes. to me. It was like a little jarring, yeah. but like it was interesting. Like I'm glad that she met her Prince Charming. George seems lovely to me. I mean, he doesn't seem like he has a huge personality, which is interesting because I don't feel like she has a huge personality either. So I'm like, yeah. how does that work? They're just having sex all the time. That's how that works. <laughs> That's it. It's been, it was mentioned multiple times this season. Just smiling and spending money that George. Yeah. But with Lori and I this season, I feel like I continue to dislike her if I'm being honest. Maybe even more than I did last year. More. More. More because to me, like, is it the same reason the thing with the kids? Yeah, it's, okay. it comes back to her children. Like, I was really bothered. I just feel like she kind of okay, mind you, I am not a parent, and again, these women are characters to us, so I'm going to judge them as such. They sign up for this, this is what they get. We get to make commentary on it, but I just feel like she leaves her children out in the cold a little bit in a way that makes me really uncomfortable. Josh, Josh, for sure, Talk like about her, Josh. Going, her going to Hawaii, <sighs> like, there was, I mean, calling like, him from the sand, calling him from the sand. I mean, Ash. Ashley, that's a sibling thing. Like, here the ocean, like, that's whatever. It's like, an Ashley thing, but keep going. It's an Ashley thing, but it's also a sibling thing. Siblings mm -hmm. are going to be jerks to each other sometimes. But Josh, like, it's so sad to me. And it almost feels like she is kind of, and this, they commented on it, Josh and Ashley both, kind of at various points, that, like, their mom has this new life, mm -hmm. and they aren't necessarily, like, a part of it in a way. Or sure where they fit in. Or sure where they fit in. Like, in the finale, whenever Lori's kind of flaunting her big diamond, and, like, kind of is mad that Ashley doesn't have anything to really say about it. It's like, Lori, girl, take a breath. So I was not a big Lori fan this season. I think that you have a view of Lori that I don't have. Mm -hmm. I expect so much from Tammy because I can tell the emotional depth is there. I can tell the emotional depth of Lori is oh not there. God, it's okay. Some people just don't have it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I have friends who it's like, I just know that I can't go there with you because you just can't. And it's okay. Some people are just like that. I just don't expect that much from Lori. I just enjoy watching her. I was happy for her. I'm happy she got her rags to riches story. I don't know why we expected her to become super mom the second that she got more money and more distractions. I, in fact, expected her to be a worse mother than this. I feel like she was excited that mm -hmm. they're, ooh, the look that you're giving me it's right just, now. It's just interesting. I'm just like processing because like I go back to the infamous She's My MVP last year. Yeah. So to hear you say Love this, it's a bit documented in multiple texts, <laughs> work cited, um, peer reviewed. Uh, <laughs> so I just, I don't know. It's interesting to me that you're like, I can't go deep with her yet. I thought she was the best last year. So I'm just like processing. It's okay. You can fight with me. I just don't agree with you. I just think that she is such good TV. I loved watching her. I love her having this stupid, fancy, rich life and going to Hawaii and just forgetting her son while he's literally in rehab or recovering. And she's like, bye. You and then go to church. <laughs> no. 
they won't have me. <laughs> just to me, it's like, and then her brat daughter, Ashley, obviously it's because she was raised poorly. Obviously it's because she's given no consequences. I loved it. It's like, if we're going to be given the Lori package, I want it all. I don't want her to improve. I want her to act exactly the way that we're expecting. And she did. And I'm happy for her. And I think that I just enjoyed the grossness of her being like, did you see my diamond? Every time at that life, was it the finale party that she I was think doing so. that? Ashley clearly annoyed with her. One of my favorite Lori moments. This is a perfect moment. Joe walking in disheveled, Starbucks in hand. It's dripping wet. It's clearly been in the car for three hours in LA traffic. She came from LA to Orange County. She reminded people multiple times. And then Lori's like, look at my ring. <laughs> and it's like she just heard that Slade and Joe broke up. And she's like, I don't give a shit. Did you see my ring? It didn't cross her mind that this would be a rude thing to do. And that's why I love oh, Lori. Oh, I think it crossed her mind that that would be everything to do i think she wanted like she was foaming at the mouth when she was like i think joe might have been jealous <laughs> like like come on it's, it's she knows exactly what she's doing similarly like at the top of the season Lori at one point is talking to shane about the playboy party and she knows that joe is going at this point and she makes a point to say that like she's in a relationship she's not gonna go yeah joe's also in a relationship so Lori knows exactly what she's doing in regards to joe so i will give her that like that is her kind of playing the game but i don't know like Lori just doesn't do it for me and mm -hmm. the fact that she does it for you is okay. I do agree like she isn't bad television by any means but I'm talking about do I root for her? Absolutely not. And no, And no capacity, no context. I mean maybe if she starts parenting her children properly I'll be on board a little more but as it stands now like I don't know but look at her she's winning. She she has her fairy tale she is with her man honey. She is sand between her toes diamond on her finger. Diamond no problems. On, literally Mercedes waiting for her after work. Was that last year? Season or this season? That was this season. That was this season. That was this season, which provided many an iconic moment that we will talk to when we get to Vicky Gunwell's. And absolutely, <laughs> literally, a moment after moment after moment of all these women looking at he's just the best guy. He's the best guy. She is okay. Here's why I like Lori. This is my last time because I don't need to justify why I like Lori anymore. I feel like I thought that the housewife, before I watched any of Bravo's Real Housewives, any of the franchises, I thought every housewife was going to be Lori. I thought they weren't going to care about their kids, that nannies were raising them, that they were just looking to, you know, jump up in, you know, tax brackets with different men that they were marrying, dating, sleeping with, whatever. And of course, once I watched it, I'm like, oh, the show is so much more. It's so much deeper. There's so many emotional depths. I sort of like the break that I get with Lori. Just the absolute gross, like, I'm rich and you're not. Ha ha ha. I got what I wanted. I On don't really way. care what happens to you. On my way to the Republic party with my man oh honey. my god didn't she say to you i don't know if i'm republican it's just what my parents did what, yeah, what was yeah. that line it, it was like she was like that's basically her path to like her party was like that's what my parents did it's what i knew at um, least she's honest i mean listen no doubt that this woman is honest like <laughs> <laughs> and i said that the last episode <laughs> she will absolutely be the first one to put her children's business on display right it's just the emotional depth that's lacking for me and it's not a problem for you and i think that's great and fantastic you, Do guys you feel like she uses her children oh if i haven't made that clear let me restate <laughs> <laughs> absolutely like she basically in the first season like garnered a lot of sympathy because of the issues that she put out there of her children and i don't feel like she protects them like she should one thing that i did actually think was a positive thing that first dinner when they come back from france after they've gotten engaged and the whole family is there and it's like their mixed brady bunch moment i liked seeing that dinner because it was the first time where i was like oh this is like a 
real family that we're kind of getting to witness and yeah. it's not like weighted down and kind of like Josh's trauma or yeah. like the trauma of the divorce. So it was nice to see that. I'm very hard on Lori, so I will give her I'll give her that. It was like nice to see that moment for her. And I'm glad I am glad that she's ultimately getting her fairy tale. Right. But I think you hit the nail on the head and like recognizing that she's not someone we're going to be able to go deep with and Never. just like taking that for what it is i just all i feel for that is good for you girl i feel bad for your son that's all uh, you yeah. know all the best to josh it's seriously. a tough road yeah. it's a tough road okay gina Ooh, gina what were you thinking i was gonna do i have no idea i just wanted you to take the wheel gina okay more of the same but more more of the same mm-hmm. i mean I liked that Gina stayed consistent. She did add a little bit of spice, a little bit of sexism. It was really fun. Um, well, that's always Gina. <laughs> it's always Gina. Gina's always going to say shit. We're just going to stop. always going to be a splash of sex. Her whole family, like they really, like in a positive way, they put it all out there in a negative way. Right. They put it all out there. They really do put it all out there. And I think it's sort of therapeutic for her. Like there was this moment when she did the Playboy radio interview, which still makes me laugh that she was part of Playboy, only because that just seems so not her personality. That yeah whole scene at least but she was talking about oh yeah no like the isn't this when she says the tv robo is my sex toy around this time (laughs) and then when she's like oh matt and i sleep in separate bedrooms all that and i'm like what are you doing and then i realized like she has no voice at home and you know her kids are sort of all over the place everything is changing i'm sure that this is sort of therapeutic to her to be not on playboy radio but to you know have all this out (laughs) that's where i do my therapy (laughs) I don't know about you. But no, I, I think that it's sort of therapeutic to her because she probably doesn't have an outlet at home. She can't really talk to her friends about it much more. Everybody's like, you know, it's been the same story for 20 years. And, you know, Gina, she didn't seem to be doing as much in the way of real estate this season. I'm like, was the market starting to crash? Did she feel like she didn't have to because of her paycheck from Bravo? I don't know. I thought that we were going to get more Gina real estate because of her sort of complex about seeming like a stay-at-home mom last season. She mentioned it toward the end, but we didn't. And I was a little bit surprised by that. And, you know, I was looking forward to there not being Shane this season, but I was wrong. He came back. He was there the entire time. Wasn't so. baseball, though, as much. It wasn't baseball. It was you didn't just... Have to, I know you hated that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was definitely around. I feel like for Gina, like, along with her parenting and, like, being a mother as her story, it really was, like, the discontent in her marriage mm-hmm. and really exploring that this season, which was tough to watch. Yeah. Like, it makes me so sad because we've, of course, only seen one version of Matt. Yeah. And to hear that he was like a completely different person before the injury so is tough. And it's tough yeah. for me to make a judgment because it's like he's clearly dealing with like an actual head injury Mm -hmm. brain trauma and it changed his personality and I can't imagine how that changes a family like oh gosh that scene when he kept bringing up that Gina's friend killed his dog oh my gosh just like stuff like that and you're just like oh like this is really tough and one of the most touching moments of the season for me actually came from Gina surprisingly because I feel like she is someone who I think is guilty of not always letting us in and when she was talking about him and she was like my husband I don't think he enjoys his life very much and that's something I can't fix it's something he has to fix and it like really got me because it just like that was real that was so real and I don't know when I think back on this season that's one of the moments that just like I don't know weirdly sticks with me I loved the midwestern thing of like Matt fundamentally saying like I'd I'd rather be wrong and stay miserable than admit I'm wrong and go get happy and that was their whole relationship in a nutshell I mean these people have everything they have incredible homes incredible cars incredible healthy family a ton of dogs which is wealth to me and a place in society you know like they're they're good 
to go. They're very wealthy and yet they're so miserable. I mean, Gina not with her children. Obviously, she loves her children and her children love her. But I don't know. It was just sad, extra sad to see Matt. And I think is this when, you know, it's sort of documented that Matt has drinking problems at a certain point in his personal life. It's brought up on the show. I think this may have been the beginning of it. He seemed so unhappy. And the only glimmer of personality we got beyond him continuing to bring up the incident of the dog dying, which I feel like we should bring it up because it is sort of like encompass their relationship, Mm -hmm. which is that Gina apparently was with her friends. Matt is not home that much. Gina repeatedly says this every single episode. The good thing about his job is that he's gone all the time because, you know, again, they hate each other, allegedly. And so, well, not allegedly, it's on the show. But he had this like very fancy purebred hunting dog. And I guess Gina somehow left the gate open or her friends let the gate open and the dog ran out and got hit by a car. And Matt doesn't seem to love anything, really. And he has videos of this dog hunting, pictures of this dog. And it seemed like she accidentally killed the one thing that he loved and he will not let it go. And it's just, it was so hard every time he brought it up because you felt bad for him, but you also felt bad for her because you're like, if he's saying that in front of the camera, because he never talks in front of the camera, <laughs> how many times does he say that to her at home? Yeah. You it's know, clearly something they have not worked through. And it's, no. I'm sure it gets brought up at every turn in argument and casual conversation over the scrambled eggs. Like, right. it's definitely a touch point for them. All that being said, though, I continue to enjoy Gina. Like, yes, she, totally. I don't know. There's just something about her. It's so funny because she really does not let us in that much. No. Like, she doesn't really talk about her feelings. Like, she's kind of like, she is similar to Lori in that way, I guess. Whereas, like, we haven't really gone deep with either of them in terms of like how they feel about things. Yeah. Like, yes, we see their lives. We know about their lives. But like for me, Gina, like seeing her with her children, like, I don't know, like she just brings me joy. And like that family, although mighty dysfunctional. <laughs> Mighty Capital dysfunctional. D. But they also maybe make me laugh the most too. Like the whole Miss Canada thing. Oh my art. God. Let's Pure talk about Miss Canada. Let's talk about Miss. I have a whole bullet for Miss Canada. Go. <laughs> I was obsessed. It was so bizarre, but also hilarious. Whenever Miss Canada gets there and then kind of like goes in the room and doesn't come out, Gina whispering, where is she? She's probably robbing the room. (laughs) (laughs) And her being like, I'm locking my door tonight. Like it's, I was like, but you invited her, but also in the same breath, inviting her into her home, telling Shane to go out and get her her smoothies because she literally can't eat. Like, it was just so bizarre, but also incredible. It was like a good FX show because it was so weird and so nuanced. And you're like, is this really happening? For those who don't know, Gina's oldest son, Shane, had caught a lot of criticism from last season because he is what people would consider attractive. I emphasis on people, not me. <laughs> and people were saying, like, why wouldn't he be dating anybody? And so, you know, again, rampant homophobia back then and now, but back then on television. And they were saying, like, oh, you know, maybe he's gay and maybe that's the reason he's not bringing girls around or dating girls. And so he brought, I mean, they made many jokes about him importing a woman from Canada that he Mm -hmm. met online to come and stay with the family and sort of sprang it on them. And it was very weird. And she couldn't eat because she had gotten like her tonsils (laughs) out or something. It was was very sad. One of my favorite lines this season was Gina just staring, literally disassociating, talking to no one in particular. You know what I'm talking about. Staring at her as she's by the pool and she's like, She's cute, but you know what? Too much makeup. (laughs) That moment provided so much laughter, but also like some problematic comments also, because Gina being like, I thought she was going to be like a trans. Oh, yes. So just like, it's like, oh, we're in 2007. Yes, that's where we are. Yeah. (laughs) 
it's funny. Oh no. Like it's, it, it was just very of the moment. There are a couple of seasons going forward where I'm like, I'm not really sure what year we're in. It's very clear that we're in 2007 in this season. Something else about this, again, not to just continue to rag on Shane, but I liked the relationship between Tammy and Gina. I was like, oh, like Gina has a real friend. <laughs> I don't know because I just always wonder if she actually has all of these real friends or if people just come to her for advice and sort of use her. And I liked that she had this history with Tammy and that Tammy had like lived with her for a while. Yeah, like and six months. Yes. And, you know, she took her in and that I wish that we saw more of that. I would have traded any scene with Shane for that. And also on the Shane note, all you need to know about his personality for those who haven't watched the show, he refers to Tammy Knickerbocker, who is Gina's friend, like as we've just said, he calls her tits because he thinks it's funny. Hey, tits. The way that my mother would have ruined my entire ex- no. I would not exist. Arrested for murder. <laughs> like, no, no. I, I cannot even imagine like the le- like it's just so disrespectful. It's not funny and no one was laughing. That was the thing too. Everyone was just like what's wrong with you? Yeah. It's just fragile masculinity at its best and you can tell that things were getting worse and worse with Matt in the home and the boys Colton especially with his whole huge moment of using the F word. Yeah. They're just there are so many moments of just pure anger and unprocessed emotion and repression in that house. I And the only person who seemed like cool was Kara because I, that's her. My, or Kara, I'm sorry. Kara, my queen. Um, I, I think my mom should get a boyfriend. <laughs> I felt so bad for Colton. He used the F slur, which was not appropriate by any means and it was like a really tough moment because for me like with him like I feel so bad for him typically because I feel like he has no ally it like against a force like Shane who like if Shane were your older brother of course your life would be an absolute terror like Shane pouring water over his head over the go-kart situation I go back to season one where Colton had a literal stutter because he was like afraid to get cut off by Shane like so it was tough to get to that moment and then hear the language that he used and it's just so indicative of like that household and how they're all kind of problematic also I laughed when you said stutter not because I was laughing at his stutter but still continue to laugh like I said last episode at Gina being like yeah and then when Shane was gone the stutter just went away and it's like parent them (laughs) but also like Gina's just such the problem too you know as she said in one of her confessionals she was like I think Colton has more talent than Shane he is my golden child and it's like (laughs) oh yes Didn't she say I finally got it right with Colton or oh something? My that was oh my god. That's always also always the last child, of course. Aren't like, you the last child? Of I, course. I mean, hello. Wow, <laughs> oldest child recognizing youngest child. Hi. <laughs> I have to say too, one of my favorite Gina storylines, and it's not a storyline at all, but it's just her struggle with her dogs, putting pretending to have the dog typing you know, rotten dog up for sale on eBay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Black of dog. course, di- didn't register because <laughs> Xavier hates animals. You heard it here first. Okay, um, that is slanderous. She's throwing the dogs in the pool. The constant struggle with the dogs. Anyone who has had multiple dogs at a time where your children don't take care of them. I have been that child who doesn't take care of it. And my mom has to pick up the slack. I just died laughing at that. It was endless comedy to me. I loved it. And also poor Colton having to deal with all the dead dogs. Oh, do you that was that? yes, I do. That was, that was really dumb. Colton, Colton is the one who's always had to deal with our dead dogs, and they have like big dogs too. It's not poor Colton just like fighting for his life in the house, <laughs> literally carrying a ninety-five pound dead lab. And the dad's like put it in the garage, so no one. It's yeah. Anyway, oh my goodness. One thing I wanted to touch on, and I think this can kind of transition us into our next housewife too, is really seeing Gina and Vicky's friendship start to blossom a oh, little yeah. more this season. Agree. I feel like anytime either of them were at a dinner that wasn't with their husbands, it was with each other. 
another. And it was like a very subtle thing, not something that we commented on or made commentary on, but they were always together. And I was like, oh, like that friendship has started or like they've started to get closer. And I thought (laughs) it was a hilarious moment. Like when Vicky is having her famous van meltdown. Uh And one of the things- Okay, so we're in Vicky, got it. We're at Vicky. We are at Vicky, honey. And when she's having her famous van meltdown and she's like, should I call Gina (laughs) to come get us? You know, like points up the street. It's just like, I enjoyed seeing the subtlety of that friendship start to grow a little bit. So Victoria Gunvalson. Victoria Gunvalson. Oh, just buttoning up the Victoria Gumbelson and Gina of it all. I died laughing. I forgot to mention this. When they were talking about, you know, both of them being in unhappy marriages and then Vicky being oh like, Oh my gosh. You know what I'm going to say? <laughs> I do. It's- when she was basically like, Oh, you would never do that to Matt. You would never leave Matt and have like this hot affair. And she was like, oh, Evil. I just felt bad for Gina. I was like, That's so mean. Oh, wait. That's not what I thought you were going to oh, say. What were you going to say? <laughs> what I thought you were going to say is whenever they had that moment where they were like, We can, when they were talking about Lori and Joe and they were like, We can avoid this problem if you don't sleep with Matt and I don't sleep with Don and then they high fived. Oh, that was great. <laughs> they are great. They're a great duo. I wish we had more of them, but you know, it's not the housewives that we know today yet. Yeah. Very soon, but not yet. All right, Vicky. <laughs> I love Vicky's mom. I oh my gosh. Oh, there's a wrinkle, God forbid. <laughs> I love her mom so much. You know what's so interesting though is I feel like we got some really interesting kind of insight oh, yeah. into Vicky yes. through her mom totally. this season. Whenever her <laughs> like hey, it's hilarious anytime she looks at her mom and she's like, be nice. Because um <laughs> in my own personal life, my entire life I've had to tell my mom has done something. And I'm like, Mom, that was a little mean. And she's like, I'm not mean, I'm honest. <laughs> Teresa's and literally <laughs> savage the best. best. I'm like, mom, both of those things can be true. And she's like, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> Like, like, do not play with Miss Teresa. So, like, when she said that to her mom, I, I laughed. And but then when her mom, right after that, like, had like a little confessional, and she was like, for some reason, Vicky needs to be told you're proud of her and you love her. And it, for the first time, I realized, like, oh, Vicky, Miss Love Tank, which hasn't been established in the show yet, but if you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Like, it all is starting to make sense to me. She, a, it's just like you know, people have different personalities, and I think Vicky's definitely a personality that needs to be told I love you and needs to be you know like words of affection and to know that her mom like did not give her that things started to click into place a little bit for me and I thought that was really interesting just as a character moment and her mom says something like Vicky thinks you're mean to her if you don't agree with her let's just put it that way something like that and I was like oh yeah that does make sense (laughs) if you don't agree with her she sees it as an act of defiance instead of you just literally saying something back to her that doesn't agree with her I love those like little family moments me too and like piecing together like kind of Vicky's life when I tell you if this were an actual so okay housewife's theory breaking it down as characters if we were actual execs on the show and it was scripted the way I would be coming into the network with a pitch for a prequel spinoff with Vicky and Beauty School immediately. She said that and I was like, I need it now. I want the flashbacks. I want the arc, honey. I want the Beauty School dropout series finale. Like I just, I loved it. As she's holding Michael hostage, cutting his hair. It was incredible. Why, P.F. Chang's, why are you going to eat there? Poor, actual poor Michael. Artistry. 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 Michael and serial killer stare. Sorry. He literally, but I understand. Like, if he did something, I'd be like, yeah. Literally, all the jury would need to be shown is like a two-minute clip of Vicky berating him. That's what she does on camera. What does she do in real life? I actually feel bad for him. She's unwell. It did, on the topic of Vicky and Michael, I'm sorry. 
it is one of my favorite, we have to get into it, one of my favorite Housewives moments, top five, 100%, when she surprises Michael at college. Oh my gosh. With the beer. The artistry of that moment. So Vicky goes, she's missing her son, Michael, who is away at college. She's upset because he's not calling her back. I have no idea why. It's not like she's overbearing or anything, as we've implied multiple times. (laughs) Victoria Gunvalson, never. (laughs) Not her. She has boundaries, but she decides to show up with a camera to Michael's dorm where they're having like this big party to watch this big game with a bunch of beer and she's like woohoo let's go and Michael you cannot you can't script the look on that like that is an so Oscar good. award winning face and the camera work the camera the work camera. going from Vicky panning over to his face and then zooming in a, a slow plus. zoom it a was plus. a plus the best part about that moment for me was Vicky not being upset that Michael wasn't happy to see her you couldn't at least act like you were happy to see me that was that's Vicky in a nutshell. This thing me. knew the cameras were there. <laughs> she... And then pull yourself together. Pull yourself together. Michael is cold. Yes. <laughs> in like the best way. Like in a way you would probably have to be with Vicky as your mother, you yeah, know? Like of that's him. the she's only going to receive strong emotion yes. in that way or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so like he pays her dust. Pays her dust is a perfect way of saying it. He terrifies me. Literally the fact that you can look at your mother who's crying in the bathroom for whatever reason and saying, pull yourself together and come back out as she's crying and crying. <laughs> what was, else did she say? It was so good. Oh, no, no. The best to me was when she didn't run into the bathroom to cry yet. And she's looking at him and she's like, surprises are fun. <laughs> Trembling. Like psychotic and Mike, break. And yeah, and Michael is literally unable to emotionally relate to you because he is missing a piece. It is the funniest thing. It's it's one of my top five housewife moments of all wow. time. Yeah. I love that. I love that scene You know so much. what's interesting too with Vicky is I feel like this season it was all about like her being a mother and working on being less controlling. And she really wasn't in the mix or on camera as much as she was in this first season, I would say. But like when she had an iconic moment, she had an iconic moment. But what's interesting to me is I felt like with her, I could start to feel that she knew she was on camera a little bit. Yeah. So it's like, I think, and not in a way that's annoying quite yet. No, no. But of her- Quite yet, emphasis on quite yet. Emphasis on quite yet, because she does have her moments. Yes. But of her like repeating the moments like, surprise, you know, like little things like that, where it's like, she is staring at him in his soul because she she knows the camera is right to her right. And so help me if he does not force a smile on his face, there will be hell to pay. Like, it was very that energy, like, white-knuckling. White-knuckling. It, oof, yeah. And speaking of white-knuckling, I mean, sorry that I stuttered through that. Um, about family her van. racism in the, oh, nope, different topic. Different topic. <laughs> family van, incredible. I think it's so funny. I hate family van. That's fair. It's so funny, though. It's so awful. <laughs> I don't think it's funny. It's Talk about why you like it first, and then I'll come in because and Because it's it. just like her being Vicky, it's basically like the classic scenario of a control freak and everything yeah. being out of her control yeah. and seeing her spiral. Like, hilarious. Seeing Vicky out of control is the funniest thing, and you can't convince me otherwise. So it's just like that. And then like Don just being... <laughs> Don just be like, we have to make it work. Yes. We have to fit these 12 bags and six people into this family van. It was a great scene. Her pointing up the road saying, should I call Gina Kia? No, <laughs> Gina is in she's, bed. Gina like, is not like, awake. Like, she's absolutely not going to answer the phone right now, Victoria. And then like her being on the phone with one guy and then talking to the guy who's actually there and him apologizing and her being like, it's not your fault. It's this idiot talking about the guy on the phone. I was like, I would hate to work in customer service that day because no. you know that she ripped him a new one the entire way to the airport no and you know that she made it her mission 
vacation. You know that the second that she got home from her happy vacation, she called corporate and she's never going to have to pay for a van there again. I agree with you. It is enjoyable a little bit to see Vicky spiral. I just think she was, I don't like people romanticizing this moment. She's so mean. And it just, to me, the thing that upsets me about Vicky is the same thing that upsets me about Ramona Singer. Lord. The hypocrisy. And I think if she saw someone else act that way and yell and scream, she would be like, I would never talk like that. You need to act like a lady and mm-hmm. da 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 I just don't like the way she was talking to that person. Like as someone who's been a customer service person on the other end receiving a call like that, I know that it's housewives and I need to be in the moment. I can never be in that moment. I was looking forward to rewatching this because I thought the first time I watched it, like, oh, maybe I didn't enjoy it because I didn't know Vicky well enough yet. It was like even less enjoyable to me. I just, my favorite part was Dawn being like, just get in the car. It's like, so that funny. Was the, it just, she's so Vacation mean. She's, it's such a Kara moment that everyone just loves to romanticize online. I'm not saying you. I can't enjoy it. Someone being mean to someone else, like going out of their way to be mean to someone else. I, it, it just, it, I, I can't. Someone who's not on the show, not Housewives to Housewives. Someone who's just like a victim of this. The way you're looking at me like, okay, keep going, but you no, are wrong. I, I'm, no, I it don't... upsets me. You'll, you'll notice this as we're going through because we haven't talked about we've talked about a lot of the different franchises but it i break being in the show and enjoying the show when they're mean to other people mean to hotel staff mean to whatever because it's like oh it's it makes me feel icky for watching housewives when that happens interesting yeah i thought it was hilarious and i will watch 90, it again and 99 again again. of the internet agrees with you so it's it really is just me i mean obviously like it's a tough moment but i mean it's just such like in the ways that you think Lori's incredible television it yeah. was just incredible television yeah it was so good. Um, speaking, speaking of, of so Lori, good. Oh. <laughs> speaking of Lori, speaking of so good, something that was interesting to me was kind of the dissolution of Vicky and Lori's friendship a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like last season, especially oh, toward yeah. the end of the season, we'd really started to see them be girlfriends and become close. And this season, not the case. And I think it's largely because of Lori's relationship with George. Like Lori's in a new relationship, living her best life. And Vicky's like jealousy <laughs> kind of with that. And something I appreciate about Vicky not saying it's a positive or a negative um but that I appreciate about Vicky is her core kind of character trait always comes back to like being a working woman mm-hmm. who is I love who that. has been like a self-made working woman second wave feminist icon <laughs> yes you heard it here she is um but really and it's so interesting but I love her also being able to admit and Gina did a similar thing I think on camera that like I'm jealous like mm-hmm. I'm insane like she literally was like um I'm crazy about Lori getting everything handed to her like she literally literally said that so I appreciated the candidness of that but like when Lori got that car a side note I was shocked that they Bravo was filming like a group photo shoot I was like breaking the fourth wall in a way that I don't remember them doing in the early season totally so I was shook by that yeah also that was jokes on us that we didn't remember also that was the first group event which was wild because it was literally episode six was it really it was 100 the first time they were all five together but Upon <laughs> Vicky seeing Lori's new car and trying her best to like fake happiness for her and her just like casually saying so much for the stupid Yukong and the cracked windshield. <laughs> I was like the shade is impact. And then they flash back to Lori and the Yukon. It was oh yeah, just that's right. So, I just, completely forgot about that. It was just so good. I, You're so right. There is nothing better than jealous Vicky because she's honest about it, which I love people who are honest about jealousy. And like, again, it comes back to that core thing because she has a point. Like she yeah. also said, this was in an earlier episode before the car incident, but she was like kind of worried about Lori financially. She was like, if Dawn left me tomorrow, I would be fine. But with Lori. And yeah. I think that's such a valid point. Yeah. 
So it, it makes Vicky interesting. <laughs> it makes her complex. But like the Yukon windshield shade cracked. Like I cackled. So that was funny. the moment I texted you and I was like, I cackled <laughs> out loud. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Oh, so good. I loved that moment. And that is crazy that that was the first group event. For yeah. those of you who <laughs> aren't caught up or, you know, haven't watched season two in a long time. Basically, they were at a group event. Lori comes outside and George has surprised her with this like brand new Mercedes. super nice car with a big red ribbon on it in front of like all of the other women which I also think was a little intentional 100% Um, and they all were kind of just like foaming at the mouth (laughs) it was incredible and Lori, she does this thing where like she won't over talk what she lets the moment speak for itself whenever George does something flashy for her. Same with the ring, even though she's like, look at my ring. That's all she says. She's not like, he's so good to me. He's this and this and this. She's so good at making the other women jealous because she knows what it is like to be eaten alive with jealousy at yeah. other women. Let's think back for a moment that Lori literally had to stay in another cheaper hotel because Vicky would not comp her a nice hotel for a business trip. It really is karma. Yeah. It really is karma. Literally, go F yourself, Vicky. Lori is literally on top. She owns the hotel now. Surprise. It's just so good. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So, like, here's the thing, though. You know I I love me some Vicky. I enjoy her for the most part. But along the lines of what we were talking about earlier with, like, problematic moments this season – when she was in the car with Brianna and she made like the racial comment, like after she got off the phone with whoever she was talking to, she made a racial comment that she was clearly talking to someone who was Asian. And like, she just said a thing in the car and then they just kept it moving. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like when did Bravo hire an HR? These are the questions. It's just, you know, they really are showing how these women spoke. And it's just kind of sad because even though we're not acting like these women have to be these beacons of morality, obviously, or teaching lessons to people, it's just I think about all of the people, housewives, other people, young people, teenagers watching it and being like, oh, a TV network let that happen so like why not we're showing their unfiltered lives it's cool to say that because it was on tv and it's just them being idiots too like when shane also said to tammy like he was like don't mexicans have more babies than white people it's like shane shut up right (laughs) like why are you talking also yes and also i was sad that because tammy is she said she's half mexican right she said she's mexican yeah yeah. and i'm like i would love to hear more about that side of her family we don't really know much about her upbringing Mm -hmm. and when that moment happened what i got out of that is shane is the worst i'm sorry that was the moment you needed to know not even the tits moment that moment but also i was like oh i again tammy i would love to know more about you but you don't let your guard down. And it's kind of sad that we learned that through this horrible moment. But yeah, Yeah. there's going to be more moments like this as housewives go on. I feel like it's worth mentioning the moments that sort of like go by. And then, you know, these housewives are like heroes to us the next minute, but they are, it's like they, yeah, one minute they have bad moments. And then the next minute you're like, it's just like all the layers of, who they are unapologetically on the camera for the world to see. Yeah, for better or for worse. For better or for worse. Any more Vicky bits that you loved? I mean, I loved Brianna and her boyfriend just constantly making box mixes of God knows what, brownies, chocolate chip cookies, God knows what. They gotta put that sexual attention somewhere, honey. We're absolutely (laughs) having sex. They're not saving each other for marriage. (laughs) LOL. 
Please. I knew lots of people that were doing that. But also the boxed cake every night. My fantasy. I mean, yes. <laughs> it's funny because there is something with rich kids where they're sort of like cosplaying what it would be like to be like a housewife who actually cooks for themselves and for their families. Yeah. It's like fun for them. And for like normal, like middle class people, it was like, that was, it was like, I don't want to cook tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like the biggest gripe growing up for a lot of the people in my family, particularly the women, let's be honest, mm-hmm. because they were quote unquote the people who had to take care of the home because I grew up in West Virginia, which is very old school. But it would the gripe would be like, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? Right. We have 365 days in the year. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things that was like a Brianna moment but also kind of like a Don moment was with the dog and one of my favorite moments was <laughs> when Vicky like which I understood where Vicky was coming from like she was trying to problem solve between Brianna and the and Don at that moment but when Don was like daddy didn't have a choice daddy got hosed <laughs> And like knowing that no one was listening to him and no one cares what he has to say. And I, for people who didn't watch or don't know, Brianna brought home a dog that her boyfriend's dog had like a bunch of puppies. She took one of the dogs and then told her mom, like, I'm going to take the dog with me to college, said every college freshman. Like, why would you ever have believed her? But anyway, I'm going to take the dog. She found out early on in the summer before she goes to college you can't take a dog into a college dorm shocked or it was it might have even been like a college apartment but you can't take the dog with you and vicky was like what what do you mean you can't take her and she absolutely malfunctions and then she was like well you know i guess we're taking the dog lucy we have a new dog lucy and <laughs> um, lucy. it was yeah and then brianna sort of knows she's gonna get away with it don is upset because he's the one i mean you're never home vic he's the one who's gonna <laughs> have to take care of the dog and it just was really sad because I think that this Lucy moment completely embodies Vicky and Don's marriage. It's just like Don getting hosed all the time and sort of being the person who has to pick up the slack, but he wants to make sure people are happy. So he just sort of lets it happen. But also Vicky kind of calls the shots, not kind of, she does call oh, the shots. Yeah. <laughs> She's um, 100% calling the shots. I mean, and it made me sad that even after all that and Don letting the dogs stay and all of that, Brianna being kind of a brat, again, this is a Brianna Stan account, but this it is, is what it we is. We love her. We, we love her. We worship, we at, the worship at the house of Brianna. But it was, to me, it was kind of sad when she was like, my relationship with Don is kind of in a gray area. We don't really talk that much. I'm just like, I don't know if that's a situation where... Vicky was overbearing and tried to overcorrect their lack of a relationship and then she just sort of disassociated or whatever it is but it made me sad because I'm like he sort of seems like he wants to be there for them obviously we're not with them all the time but that made me sad to know that that was going on in the house so not only does Don have this house that he's in by himself all the time he has to go get a job even though he doesn't need to work because Vicky makes a lot of money Vicky and him don't have a happy marriage and he has to like pick up all this dog crap because Vicky wants to have all these dogs in the house I did love Vicky chasing Lucy before she had to go to work that cracked me up <laughs> oh vicky oh vicky last but not least joe joe i almost made a not least joke but you know oh wow oh well it's good to know i you're... won't take all the low-hanging fruit this it's time good to know that you're consistent my lori is your joe okay joe you know i have a thing to say okay I could not stand Joe this season. Oh, okay. When she was on the screen, I was just like, why am I watching this? Welcome to me, season I, one. <laughs> it was just like, you know, listen, Joe was that 
young woman who was trying to like be a housewife for this man that she met and loved and was being a kept woman. He's pretty much keeping me. <laughs> and I feel like she was rebelling against that season one. And this season, I feel like it's much of the same. And it was really her like not just rebelling against it, but like actually escaping it. Like she's being held captive. She's in the basement. She is getting herself out of the rope and she's climbing the stairs and leaving. Like that's <laughs> what it felt like. And to me, it almost felt I know you felt the season one, which I didn't feel, but it felt like Joe and Slade almost started the season broken up, but they were just doing it for the camera. I think that they were like, we can hobble together some version of this relationship. We're both sleeping with other people. Who cares? It's not set on camera, but it's it's, it's painfully clear. Not even just with that one woman that sort of looked like an Angelina Jolie knockoff, <laughs> but it's not even... To which, to, <laughs> to which Gina said... Oh. That outfit was just shock value. Nobody wears that to a barbecue. A backyard barbecue? Come on. <laughs> So good. <laughs> Did Vicky say something like she looks like she was paid for? They all made comments. They all made and comments. It was- <laughs> and that woman was living for it. And she Slade lo- was living Slade for it. And Slade was like, that one, like Slade and that woman were both living for it. Slade was like first was like, male housewife the center of attention. Me? Yes, 100%. I think that Joe was exactly who she was last season. When people tell you who they are, believe them. And I think that her storyline was desperate this season. I don't really have anything not negative to say about her. I mean, I just think that her weird storylines with wanting to be like this musician. First of all, it did give me PTSD of all of that like Colby Calais music back then. Do you remember? Oh, not Colby Calais. I know. Did I even say her name right? But I don't know. I just feel like that was such a vibe, that type of singing that Joe was doing. So it's not like she was like out of left field. Those are very different vibes to me. I don't know. She was I just... mean, Joe whispering, I want to be your girl. No. Oh, God. Cringe, yes. cringe, cringe, cringe. Like she, to me, she was going for like more of like a breathy Britney type thing. Oh, sure. I mean, you know? I guess I was just seeing her flaw. I mean, none it, of but... us can go for like a Britney type thing. No. I mean, listen, we all know that I worship at the house of Britney Jean. <laughs> but like to see like the OG kind of housewife turned recording artist, I was like, oh, I feel like in my the head first. it's like Kim. Yeah. I'm like, Kim was the first. It was Joe. No, it was Joe. Joe is so many things. Joe is the first housewife wife of color and she's from Peru I'm really upset that we didn't get to again hear about her family I feel like these are things that we do in later seasons of housewife I would love to meet her family I would have loved to hear more about her upbringing why she turned out this way and sort of like her journey I just feel like she again was sort of putting on for the camera it's not necessarily the housewife's fault it's not because she was on the housewives you can tell that's how she is all the time but I mean I want to talk about my biggest nightmare with Joe which was being happy that she got jeans for gifts like multiple times in a row at her birthday (laughs) party who does that? And they were absolutely low rise. I <laughs> literally delete the account, as you would say. Don't come back to my party. Lose my number. Throw away the whole computer. I'll throw away the whole computer. First of all, how did you know my jean size? I thought I had successfully covered that up for years. <laughs> Second of all, who the F do you think you are? You know that Slade is in that closet, honey, checking everything. Oh. I think that's my biggest thing with Joe is like Slade. I just, he just like makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Like I just have a lot of trouble with him and I just feel like he is so, like he wants that perfect housewife and he he was trying to mold her yeah. into what he wanted her to be. And that was just never going to happen, especially not with someone like Joe. Like no. she was clearly not having it. And for me, like him driving all the way to L.A. to speak to the Playboy party organizer to see if he could get in. Like that was so lame. Him wandering around whenever she was talking to the psychic and like planting himself behind her. That was hysterical. An invasion of privacy. Literally. Get the hell out of here. Like I, it just like he like him. I don't know. Even his like. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, that moment was so Bill Hader, like, <laughs> documentary now. It was so, like, are you at, is this an audition for SNL right now? I don't know what's going on. Him, like, teasing her about, like, her being pregnant and being, like, oh yeah, it seems to be the one thing that motivates her to head to the gym or take a dance class so it works out. I'm like, Slade, like, why are you on my television? And, like, he's also just so specific. And <laughs> this was a funny moment. Whenever he, she's getting ready for her birthday and he's like, I have for you. Miss Barbara Parker, who will be frosting you and jewels for your evening. I'm like, this is camp. This but is then, camp. But then when one of them was like, $70,000, did you see his face? Oh my God. He was like, what? I'm going to be overdrawn. My uh, Exactly. And also, I thought for some reason I was under the impression she was borrowing the jewels, yeah. which is even worse because that means Joe's going to lose them. I don't think, I think that the last word anybody would use to describe Joe is responsible. So the I'm Last like, known sighting the, of the jewels, the bar. Literally, the bottom of a Del <laughs> the Taco. Sidewalk. Yeah. The sidewalk. Sidewalk where she put, they paid for parking. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. The thing with Joe is like, she did have moments that I did like this season. Weirdly, and I know this, how this is going to sound, but like, I oddly find Joe at her lightest when she's with Shane there is something about their dynamic where I'm like oh like this feels and it just tells you she shouldn't be with a guy who's like more than a decade older than her correct like Shane she's closer to age and Shane they're like what four or five years apart right and she just there was such a lightness when they had a scene together that I like weirdly was like oh like I didn't realize how heavy (laughs) Slade was in not only her life but mine right now so like I needed this reprieve oh you're supposed to be on Laguna Beach not on Real Housewives good (laughs) to know but like actually yes like when Joe was at the bar with JJ, just the whole JJ journey oh, in general. JJ journey. But being like, you know, like no ring, no, like Joe Dela, no ring, no problem, Rosa. Like, I was like, Joe, like Slade is right there. But like, the one thing Decent I joke, I actually, yeah. But the one thing I did love with Joe and felt like a really big character moment two things and it was all like when she was moving out there was a shot of her putting a bridal magazine in the trash i'm sure it was a producer plant i'm grateful for it i didn't see that it was so good she put a bride magazine in the trash and i was like yes cameraman or woman get it but then it was whenever she's on her balcony in los angeles with slade and she says to him honey this is far from kodo and i love that like i loved that for her because you could tell she just wanted so desperately to be out of that relationship out of kodo she told us every single episode Episode. And like there was something about that where I was like, oh, okay, like this is actually where she's meant to be. And I'm glad she's finally getting out of the situation. I agree because as much as I thought she was putting on the whole LA and I want to get out and Koto sucks and da da da, you know, I really was happy for her. I was like, just get the hell out, girl. Because I think at this certain point, she was like, not even the show is worth it. The point for me, there were two things with Joe that I liked. In the same way that you said you felt like she was more relaxed and lighter with Shane, I felt like she was like that with Slade's preteen son, Gavin. I love those He's- scenes. So, so they were him just playing his little guitar. Yeah, it was just very seemed, sweet. Yes, he seemed really sweet. And it seemed like, oh, okay, Joe's, because Slade paints her out to be like this horrible, like party girl who's never home, whatever. And I was like, oh, she does sort of have a relationship with Gavin. And as much as I hate acoustic guitar and acoustic singing, whatever, I thought that that was really cute. That was great. I also loved the air balloon scene because it is the perfect scene for Housewives. That is... I would have been like Sl- Slade was never seen again. His body was never found. <laughs> 6 a.m. air balloon. Like Forget my, about it. My favorite thing was her being like standing there with her bag, her bag. And, and just being like, I just want my Starbucks. <laughs> 
That's all you need to know about Joe De La Rosa. I just want I my, just Starbucks. my Starbucks. You know what I had to say? I agree with you, girl. She really makes it clear she only wants a few things in life. That's not true. She only wants the things that she wants in she life. Wants Literally, in life. she wants everything. She deserves it. But no, yeah, that's it. I, I mean, I, I just think she was slowly breaking up with Slade this whole season. It was like painful. And it made for bad television. It was like it, bad. Te- it wasn't fun for right. anyone. It was like rip the ba- Like I understood the function of that relationship in right. season one. She had a very specific like typecast of housewife that the mm-hmm. show didn't have and it rounded it out for me in a, mm-hmm. in a specific way. This season, I was like, why are we here? This right. relationship isn't real. Slate just wants to be on camera. I'd rather be with her in her LA apartment with JJ. Like, I just couldn't. Same. Like, when JJ was talking and she was like, we did a budget together and she almost threw up. I was like, oh, Joe's not in <laughs> Kansas anymore, honey. <laughs> Joe was like, we need a set of 12. And I was like, Joe, do you see your apartment? Where are you going to seat 12 guests? <laughs> These are the questions. Right. <laughs> it was uh, it was definitely great. better to see her with JJ than her in Coda and I was happy for her getting out. Last Joe thought, the pants with the writing on the butt. I will always forever think of Joel De La Rosa. The Victoria's Secret pants. You know what I'm talking about? The juicy yes, pants. Juicy. Mm-hmm. I, again, a fashion moment that cannot go undiscussed as well as the medallion tops. What are they? the sky tops? Sky tops. They came in strong this year, honey. They came in strong this year, honey. I had so many sky tops as a busty teenager <laughs> um, who developed way busty. too early. I was like, these are the only tops that fit me because those damn Abercrombie and Fit shirts, which I couldn't even afford anyway, never fit. So I <laughs> I was a sky top girl dressing like a 23-year-old Orange County lady. You so. and Lindsay both. Yeah. Me, no, really. <laughs> but yeah, that's those are the housewives. Those are the wives. Let's do the awards of oh, the season. The awards, the awards darling. Awards, honey. I hardly had time to get my dress pressed. Gold, silver, bronze. <laughs> um, who was your orange of the season or your MVP? Oh my God, this is really hard. This is hard. If you need me to go first, I can. Go first. Okay, I'm cheating. <laughs> I can give you a real answer after this, but honestly, in all caps on my paper, my orange of the season, Cara. A hundred <laughs> Cara. That is a cheat, but also that we make is, the rules, so is it a cheat? I will pick an actual Cara? it will it will okay. Cara. Cara wow. every time Cara was on screen, I was at ease. She is funny, she's insightful, she is a good time. And in comparison to her family, she's the least problematic. <laughs> she's just like, I don't know, like whenever she was talking with the her, their um, quote unquote uncle uh, Richie and she's like Richard oh. be careful with those fingers my phalanges are so wet like why you talk like that why do you and, talk like that Disney Channel star like actually like her talking to Gina on the phone you never call me dirty whore <laughs> you know she says that regularly and Gina was just upset that the camera was on yeah. her and it's just I don't know and like whenever Shane was playing with Cara's hair and then she like defensively hits him and he's like you and Colton have anger issues and she's like as children you used to chase us with knives so yes we're on the defense ever since then <laughs> I just feel like she's a breath of fresh air and even the way she like <laughs> was anticipating Miss Canada and like said that she was worried yes she did say she was worried it was going to be a black guy like a big black guy oh, yeah. that was low hanging fruit Cara yeah. we see you but then like the minute she saw her she was so welcoming she yeah. got on the floor with her and like just tried to get to know her and I don't know I just I really enjoyed her she was one of my faves and I love that she's kind of this teen who goes to parties where other teens are drinking oh, and she's kind of the one casually looking over her shoulder as she leaves saying hey put the wine away like I don't know there's something about that energy that I appreciate because I think I was very similar like I really was into the books and I studied and like I see that in her so she she brought me a lot of joy and one of my favorite moments of the season with her 
was <laughs> when the Aqua Angels fight broke oh out. Oh my god! And right before that fight broke out, Car is literally just trying to talk about the coconut shrimp and the rice at this delicious <laughs> restaurant, right. and then suddenly this fight starts breaking. <laughs> Just like I was like, y'all, Cara was just trying to talk about one of her true loves, as is one of my true loves, aka food. Like, let her live. It was just so funny in the way the camera pans. Like, it's just so funny. So good. She was my orange. And if I had to pick an actual housewife, you don't have to. I think we should break the rules because I'm going to break the rules just like you, but mine is not artfully prepared like yours. Okay, I'm ready. I love that though. Why do they have to be housewives? Because if the housewives didn't earn it, which they haven't really yet, because again, it's not, there are no housewives games yet. So this season also is an off season for Orange County, I think. Yeah. Season one was good. It set the tone. Season two, I think they were trying to find who they were as a show a little bit. Right. As a franchise, I'm sure Mm -hmm. they were in the midst of expanding. They were actually. But, um, I'm going to have to say my orange goes to Lindsay, which I know we talked about. We were obsessed with her. There is something about Lindsay that is so heartbreaking, but also so angry and interesting. Door. Yeah. What'd you say? The doggy door. The dog. Oh my God. The doggy which door. Which wasn't a doggy door. I don't know what. It was like a vent. Getting a, That was not a doggy door. Also, if you can fit through the doggy door, seek help. Like literally you should not be able to fit through a doggy door. Anyone, unless you're a child, but her whole thing with like every time Megan comes home like they just expect me to be best friends with her again Mm. her having a complicated relationship with her dad and being like oh you know I don't live that Coda life anymore and saying that when they lost all of their money that all of her friends stopped talking to her and she sort of became like this outcast of society just her love for horses yeah and the horses thing I got kind of teary when they were at the track and then Kara kind of rudely brought it up which I was like I don't think she meant to I think she much like Gina she likes getting emotion out of people Mm -hmm. and you can tell Lindsay is used to people poking her like that and saying oh remember when you would do this they always had the best of the best and you can tell that for Lindsay owning horses because her family for those who don't know the Knickerbockers were extremely wealthy like extremely wealthy hundreds of millions of dollars and the kids got the best of the best and they were competitive horse people she was just so emotional over not just like oh I don't get to be in the scene anymore she genuinely loved being around horses and it as a TV writer, as a screenwriter, it just was such a perfect, like, poetic moment of that's all she kind of wanted. And people make it seem like it's so much more. And also being homeschooled because she didn't want to deal with school. I do think part of that was just her. She clearly is going through something physically and emotionally. And so, of course, there's that part of it. But I think it's also her just sort of resigning from society because she has all of these complicated feelings about not belonging anywhere, Mm -hmm. not having, like, a home for a long time. And my favorite line that she had the season that I'm I think I'm totally gonna botch was when Megan came home and it was the same sort of scene where everybody was like oh you know she doesn't seem like she's happy Megan is home she's like everybody expects me to be best friends with her again Megan says I hate all of the Kodo drama and she goes why that's half the fun (laughs) I loved that because she always seems so like out of it and she doesn't care but there's Lindsay who's like this is so much fun and then there's disassociating Lindsay who's like literally double fisting at her party being like dad you know I don't drink from the smoking and you know I don't smo- smoke smoking and that girl has handled a cigarette before <laughs> and just like her thick thick makeup we have no idea what she really looks like it's I loved her I want to see more of her she's a perfect example of like reality television in Orange County and would, she gets my orange would you say she was also kind of the people's princess of the season yes I'm gonna have to say she's the people's princess she's I the love people's that princess she's the one that people like love and gravitate towards her and I'm gonna say that both of our oranges and our people's princess were like Cara and Lindsay yeah I love that wow 
That's the kids great. just really, which it makes sense because OC in those early years focused on them. They're basically kind of housewives. Yeah. You know, they focus on them so much. Who would you say your villain of the season was? I have to say it's Lori because she was such an asshole to everyone and flaunting arc, her and wealth. Arc, and arc. <laughs> and arc. But I mean, I say villain in the most delicious Scar via the Lion King way of just Don't like. Don't compare her to Scar. I'm, well, I'm sorry. She just. She just doesn't earn it. She. Oh, we can okay. all be scarred. I'm surrounded by <laughs> idiots. But no, I just, it's one of my favorite lines of all time. But I think she just, she was a villain in that she got everything she wanted. She was actually happy. You knew that this woman was never going to have to worry about anything ever again. And not only did she get the man, she sort of like, she still looked good. She was not just an Orange County housewife who married off to like some ugly old rich man. Like George is not my definition of attractive, but he's not ugly. And he seems to love his kids and be involved in his kids' lives and be nice and she really got it all and she made sure people knew it and I love that. You know what's funny about George not to like be objectifying some menses up on this podcast but like not to be. I I didn't sign up for that (laughs) I didn't think he was like conventionally attractive either but then when they were on that boat, oh my gosh, the boat the boat, the boat, our first like boat from hell moment um, (laughs) which you know will be a theme later Yes. hey I want to talk about the boat really quick because I forgot to earlier yes. but it cracked me up when she was like and i i took a look around at the ocean and we were the only boat out there <laughs> also not a single life jacket on any of them not even the kids nope. i was like what is happening but anywho that's right not even the young children. not even the young children yep. but when they were on the boat he was wearing a button-up that was open and it kind of yes. peeked open and i was like oh a body <laughs> i was like okay Lori, i see you over there with mr george mr george um george of the jungle like so interesting yeah my villain i'm also gonna cheat again like when i think of villain my go-to is Slade like oh sure it's just uh, but if I had to pick a housewife it would also be Lori and I mean villain in the not in the again didn't hate her personally didn't dislike her personally but she had some villain behavior for sure yes and but with Slade when I think of Slade I'm like oh villain like you are just manipulating and pushing and pull like 5am hot balloon go to hell (laughs) like act like you're now my arch nemesis congratulations okay amazing I think next, I want to hear about what you thought the underrated kind of under-discussed moments of the season are. This is my favorite segment personally, because these are the things like you mentioning Joe throwing away the magazine in the trash can. That is a moment I missed. So I would love to hear some moments that you think were under-discussed. You know something I really loved? And it's it's very simple, but it's something that we will like a theme we'll see in Housewives like throughout the years happened in episode nine during the finale. A when they play the end of season OC music, there's something about that music that like it really Activates. chokes me up. Yes, yes. Um, it's like oh my god, we're returning home. Like it just like yeah. gets me. But uh, Vicky said this. She said, you know, people talk about like I want to be like the Joneses, like the neighbor next door who has all this. I think I am the Joneses. I think people want to be like us. And that, to me, feels like the thesis statement of the show. Totally. So I loved that, like, the first Jones's reference, which later becomes, like, an iconic tagline in Nini. Absolutely. Like, I didn't realize was kind of nailed down by Vicky first. Yeah. And I really loved that realization. And it just really sums up. It's like, you know, I feel like we are the Joneses and people want to be us. I'm like, that is what this show is and kind of the allure of the show. Yeah. I really loved it. So I think that's my favorite underrated moment. I liked that. That I haven't mentioned already. 
I love that. I thought that that was great. I feel like a couple of different people said that in different iterations. And that must be so empowering for them because for us, I'm like keeping up with the what? But that was such a strong thing for that generation. Such a strong imagery and such a strong like connection. So I just, yeah, I agree with you. I love that. And also the Orange County Jingle. It is, this is not my favorite franchise. It is definitely one of my favorite jingles. It does something to me. It makes me emotional. It locks me in because there are certain jingles for different franchises where I'm like, I've written you off. I'm kind of like, ugh, whatever. Just get through it. Loved it. <laughs> just get through it. Just get through it. My Mine is also a Vicky moment, unfortunately, but it's not meaningful. It's when she was out to that weird, chaotic cook your own dinner dinner and she forced her jeweler to take a blowjob shot and she goes, you're my jeweler. How could you be doing this? <laughs> not Barbara Parker. Not What's Barbara, Barbara Parker? Miss <laughs> Barbara Parker just be in these episodes, honey. It was, it was one of the first times that we saw Vicky just like loving being objectified by like other men <laughs> and seeing this other sort of wild side of her because we haven't seen much of that. And even though we got a tiny glimpse of it, whatever, last season, like it's suck it, slam it down, Brianna, whatever. Like, <laughs> we don't really see a lot of that. And Whoop that cracked up, me up. Huh? Whoop it up, Vicky. Honey. Well, yes, literally. And I, I, yeah, I just thought that that whole thing, it made me cringe so hard. But like throwing like flour on these women's like $300 blowouts and being like, oh, we made pasta it was insane i just loved it and um also the astrologer thing it's not my fault it's my chart oh my gosh i felt like <laughs> her making a point to be like uh yeah i have a perfect triangle uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. i felt so Don't brag I yeah felt... <laughs> who are you bragging to i felt so kind of seen in that scene though i will say because that's also when she's talking to gina and gina's like vicky you control everything oh. in this house and vicky's like is that controlling or organized i was like i feel that i feel that <laughs> I'm certainly Gina in that, so... <laughs> I'm unfortunately Victoria. I'm like, is that controlling or organized? Do I keep the ship running or do I build the ship? Like, who's to oh say? God. well, well, Not well. building ships. Whew. Picture it. You are a Bravo executive in 2007. These ladies' pictures come across your desk. Hired or tired? Lori. Hired. Hired. I say with no gusto. <laughs> but like if I, particularly because I, I as an exec would know that there's a wedding on the horizon and yes. we have to see that. Yes. So absolutely. And Josh is home now. Josh is over 18. So if she's going to continue to use her children is for storylines, like we've talked about. Out. Yeah. Oh, right. That's right. I'm sorry. So well, Josh he's, isn't home. He's not really home. But anyway, there's just a lot more. The honeymoon period will certainly be over with her if she were to come back another season. For sure. At least we think that. So I think that that's something I'm interested in seeing. And she's good television. So we yeah. haven't seen the last of Lori. Gina. Hired. hired. She's a staple housewife. Uh, I, I do love me some Gina. Joe. Tired. Tired. <laughs> Tired, 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 tired. Oh. And he says it with pain in it, his eyes. Because it's hard because we're a little biased because we know who doesn't come yeah. back. It's easy for me to say tired. Like if I were an exec. Spoiler alert, she doesn't come back. Spoiler <laughs> alert. But if I were an exec, I think it'd be tough. But if she gave what she gave in season two, it's a tired for me. Well, what's left to explore? Exactly. You know, beyond and she's our in feelings LA. about it, what's left to explore? 100%. Vicky. Hired. Bring back my mark. girl. Tammy. Hired. For Lindsay. <laughs> uh, Allison can tell you, I kind of have this thing where I think every housewife, almost 
nine times out of ten deserves a second season. Yes. I like to see a housewife kind of get into her sophomore season to really feel it out, particularly a new age housewives. So I would be interested in seeing Tammy come back, but by the skin of her teeth. (laughs) Okay, y'all. That was it. That's another episode of Housewives Theory. Thank you so much for joining us. Next episode will be season three of OC. We're still on the OC journey. Slowly inching towards inching toward a housewife game and people having friendships and real things happening. So Listen, I'm excited about that. It's only up from here. Yes, it really is only up from here. And if you wanted to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at Housewives Theory. And if you wanted to follow us on Twitter, not X, Twitter, <laughs> uh, you can follow us at HW Theory. And just let us know what you think, what you were doing while you listen to this podcast. I'm a laundry and podcast girl. <laughs> I'm curious about you guys. Uh, and just let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. We want to chat about all things Housewives. Mm. Exciting things to come. Love it. And now we've said it. And now we've said it. Bye. Bye.